0: It's now time for Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Mike will get you into the ring with the latest boxing and MMA info, the Lobos, and much more. Now. Here's Mike Adams
1: 2.0. Presented by El Mesquite Market. Bringing cultures together. Good morning, sports fans. Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And I'll tell you what, the Rangers and Lightning playing hockey last night. Fans are leaving the stadium. Fans need to control themselves. Apparently a guy in a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey is just walking out of the arena. And for those of you who don't know, the Lightning did beat the Rangers. And then somebody just hits them as hard as they can. And it's unfortunate. If you go to a game, enjoy it. If you go to a game, root for your team. All the extra theater and theatrics that are being displayed at these games is overwhelming. Go to a game and enjoy it. That's what we're talking about today. I'm going to have an incredible guest in the bottom of our number one. But we're starting off with Factor Fiction. And I think Factor Fiction has gained some serious traction because more and more people will just stop me and say, Mike, Factor Fiction. So let's get started. Micah Franco, my good friends in the studio. Micah, you ready?
0: I'm ready. You ready, Mike? All right. Devin Haney put on a master class in Australia against Gambosa.
1: Couldn't fight any better. Neutralized all his weapons. And I'll tell you what, I was the biggest Cambusas fan. Down in Australia, 40,000 people. Haney wins the title. Becomes undisputed. It'll be interesting to see what's next. Is Tiafimo Lopez... On the horizon. Haney would beat Tank Davis. Yes, fact. Haney beats Davis too fast, too quick. But if Davis connects, then anybody has a chance.
0: You said an interesting name in Teofimo Lopez. But Devin Haney versus Shakura Stevenson,
1: it should be the fight we want. Well, it should be the fight that I think would be most scientific. Right? Because it is the sweet science. I think it's a fight that who's technical, who's better. I mean, these are two fighters that have mastered their craft, and I think it would be interesting. Do I think anybody gets knocked out? No. Do I think it goes to the judges? Yes. So fact, I'd want to see it. Fiction, I don't think the fireworks would be there. Fact, the promotion. Top rank, will look
0: towards Lomachenko versus Hanny next.
1: Uh, I'm going to say fiction. I'm going to say Lomachenko comes back. I think he may get – they're not going to put him up against Shakur Stevenson, same promoters, but it will be interesting to see what the next move is. I don't think Lomachenko gets it out of the gate. Yuri Prochaska is the favorite tonight against Glover Teixeira. I would say fact. And even though Glover Teixeira has had a brilliant career, um, does he still have it in the tank, Micah? That's the question. If he gets the takedown, he gets the win. I don't think
0: that Prochaska has anything to offer off his back or any way to get up. But he is a dynamic wild striker that very easily could score the knockout. Valentina Shevchenko tonight is once again going to prove to us why she's in that GOAT
1: conversation. Fact. Incredible talent. Continues to do it at a high level. And here's the thing, Micah, when she does win, cause I'm already gonna tell you she's gonna win, what's next? I know there's a lot of talk, Micah, but what's next? What would actualize rather than, than just talk? Well,
0: what's next really is out of her control. She has to wait to see what happens at UFC 277. Because if Juliana Pena and Amanda Nunez works out the way we think, Valentina's probably going to have to take one more fight at Flyweight. Because my theory... and. I'm going to get off track of fact or fiction. My theory, Pena wins. She'll go up to 45 to take Nunez's other belt. Nunez wins. We have to have the thrill, the trilogy. These women are going to fight three times in a row to prove who's the dominant one. And then Valentina will fight whoever is left at 135. Fact or fiction, there's just no way possible that Joanna Whaley 2, the feature fight tonight, can live up
1: to the first one, greatest female fight of all time. Fact on the greatest fight, secondary, do I think it lives up to it again? I think it does. I don't think we get as much out of it. Remember Rocky 1? I thought that was great. Rocky 2 was just as good. So my point is, I think there's going to be a lot of action, and it could, Micah, repeat itself.
0: There's just no way that they could go that hard that many rounds. You're kidding me if they can. It'd be unbelievable. I just don't think either one can absorb that damage again. Anyway, the monster we saw Tuesday morning. He's the biggest puncher that we've ever seen south of 122
1: pounds. I would say fact, uh, but you'd have to put him up there with Danny Romero Jr., who was the hardest puncher. Under 22 at the time. When I say 22, 122 pounds. Annoye, I'm going to tell you right now, is the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world right now. People were telling me this, Micah, four years ago, and I was still thinking, you know, I'm going to go Terrence Crawford. Nope. You know, I'm going to go Canelo. But Annoye beating Nonito Donaire, Micah, best pound-for-pound fighter in the world as of today. Beat him. He beat him in
0: five minutes.
1: Second round half.
0: It was disgusting. Devin Haney, does he make your top ten list? Top ten just missed. So, fiction. Just missed? Just fiction? Wow. Celtics have too much length, athleticism, defensive prowess for the Warriors
1: to overcome. Fact. And I'll tell you this. I thought the Warriors were going to win in six. I really did. Uh This last game that the Celtics won, Game 3, shout-out Frank Lovato, who's at the TD Center for Game 4. I have to tell you this, Micah, the way the Celtics played in Game 3, uh they dove after every loose ball. It was old Celtic basketball, and Jason Tatum, it looked like he didn't force any shots. So, yes, do I think they have the capabilities to win this? Fact. Draymond Green's mind
0: games. Got Jalen Brown going. He was unstoppable in Game 3. Jalen Brown,
1: fact, was unstoppable in Game 3. Jalen Brown right now, if the series was to stop, he would be the most valuable player. Jalen Brown blocked shot the other night. Incredible. So, yes, I think the fuel is in Jalen Brown, and that's what's going to push these Celtics over the top. The Golden State Warriors are missing
0: everything they expected james wiseman would be able to do
1: why well, i'm going to say fiction and i'm going to tell you why because they have so many others that were hurting you in the western conference right looney then the next night it would be wiggins the next night it would be Poole. and now they're they're depending on some strength against these celtics draymond's getting after it so I'm surprised, Micah. Clay kind of, kind of got a rhythm in game three. I don't think he's found it fully. And it'd be interesting what Steph, Steph's minutes in game four are going to be crucial. Length, athleticism,
0: interior defense, all the things that at minimal, the young James Wiseman was expected to contribute. That's why I'm going to tell you it's a fact. It's also a
1: fact. Steph Curry is just out there exhausted. That's fact. And he does so much in a game, Micah, that he makes it look easy. But you're asking a guy to give you 35 every single night. He's having to D up Marcus Smart, which isn't an easy task. And then if you come off smart, you may get Jalen Brown. So he's having to work on defense. And then offensively, you know, with Clay, Clay, like I said in game three, came through a little bit. Not the usual Clay we're used to. Steph Curry needs help in a big way. Wiggins for 25, Poole for 25, Looney for 25. But yes, tired fact. Pitchers are evolving in a scary way now. I would say fact, and uh, are the are the ball? I, I want to know the ball didn't change, right? But right. The, but, well, it changes every year actually. But it seems like the velocity and the speed of the ball. Guy the other night threw 105. Am I, am I right on that? 104, 105 on a fastball? You're right. Well, how about this one?
0: Marlins Edward Cabrera hit 96 on a changeup, the fastest changeup ever swung on and missed recorded in MLB history. And that's
1: this season. Let me ask you this, Mike. At what point, if the speed and velocity continues, are they going to start checking the stitching of the ball next? I, that's, that's
0: the whole controversy every year is how the stitching changes. Is it fatter? Is it thinner? Is it higher? Is it lower? Ah, baseball. Avalanche, with all this time to prepare,
1: have to be the favorite going into the Stanley Cup Finals. That's a fact, and I think they have enough to win it. Rangers-Lightning has been a great series. Um, you know, on Thursday night, the Lightning go into New York and win. And the final three minutes, it was tied, then Lightning kind of put it away, but yes, I like the Avalanche and the Stanley Cup, but who knows, Micah, right? I liked Golden State with some time off, thinking they were going to have a run at it. They could still win this, but I'm just saying the Celtics, they're just playing gritty and gutty. If the Rangers get in, they're playing gritty and gutty. You just don't know, but yes, as of right now, fact, Avalanche favor. Go Bolts and
0: never count out Nikita Kucherov. That man when he's on a mission is the best player on the ice. It's time for the NFL to cut bait with this whole Deshaun Watson incident. He's not worth this trouble.
1: I'll tell you what, they, I just don't know how it's daily, right? Daily news. Um, 200 million. How much was guaranteed of that? 230 million, full contract guaranteed. Full contract guaranteed, Micah. I was surprised he was traded to the Browns. I just didn't understand. How it all went down, Micah, as far as that contract right he- he couldn't play a game for the Houston Texans, and then you signed for two hundred and thirty million now, what's happened off the court? He's been tried in court or they went to court There's more court activity that has to play out. I don't know what the Browns do in this situation. What do they do,
0: Micah? Well, more than two hundred and thirty million you gotta worry about twenty four 66, 15 more women talking to the New York Post. This is not a good look for a major entity. You have to cut bait with obviously somebody who is making the wrong decisions behind
1: closed doors. NFL soon to come, Micah.
0: NFL soon to come, and it's always Kings. MLB, if they're going to do a deal with Pride Month, it now becomes obvious that patches on uniforms have to be mandatory.
1: Well, here's the thing. I, I What I don't understand is this. When you go to work, if, there is, if we're all wearing a name tag, then we all have to wear our name tag, right? I've been to many jobs where i got to wear a uniform. And that's the
0: uniform. Whatever the boss says is the uniform is the uniform. There you go. And it should be the uniform. Edgar Berlanga has the biggest test of his career this weekend.
1: I don't want to say the biggest test, fiction. Is it a big test? Is it a test that you have to cram for? Fact. But Edgar Berlanga, friend of the show, Edgar, if you're listening, shout out to you. Good luck this weekend. Man, Micah, it's going to be a great fight.
0: Angulo is just not the kind of guy to lay down easy. This is going to test if Berlanga has that will. That's
1: the Factor Fiction that I got for you this week, Mike. Another great Factor Fiction. That's Micah Frankel. I'll tell you one thing. Fans, if you go to a game, I started it off, and I'm going to end Factor Fiction with this. If you go to a game, enjoy the game. All the stuff that's taking place, Micah, in the arenas across the country needs to stop.
0: We got gladiators. We got isotopes. We have boxing coming up here in the next couple weeks. Bare-knuckle boxing. Get out, enjoy entertainment, and enjoy it and do it in a civilized fashion because that's
1: only being a sensible human being. That was Factor Fiction. You're listening to ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Let's get back
0: to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team, presented by El Mesquite
1: Market, bringing cultures together. Welcome back, Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. And you know, the guest list has been fabulous in 2022. And there was this YouTube video that was going around. United Arab Emirates, the airline uh, company, had actually done a commercial. And our guest today, this young lady, went on top of the Birch Khalifa, and it wasn't, uh, it, it was real. This was real. And I said, I have to talk to Nicole Smith Ludwig, and I'm so happy I have her on the line. Nicole, welcome to ESPN Radio. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Let's start here. How did you get that commercial number one where it's had millions of YouTube hits, but number two, how did you get up there? I saw the video, but it was unbelievable.
2: <laughs> Thanks. It was certainly uh, one of my most high-profile stunts that I've ever done in my career. And uh, But basically, the, the short story is I got to the top of the Burj Khalifa. How I was even selected for that project was um, just Uh, My my background is a professional skydiver. I've traveled the world. I've done thousands and thousands of skydives, and I've done stunt work before. And a company I'd worked for in the past, a company called Prime Productions, reached out to me and goes, Nicole, we have a project that we're working on right now. We think you'd be a perfect fit for it. And what we want you to do is send a casting video in and tell us who you are, your name, where you're from, some of the crazy stuff that you do, that you were the youngest person ever to skydive all 50 states, that uh, you're a professional skydiver instructor that you're a kite surfer let us know the things that you love to do and send that over to us and we're going to uh we're going to submit that to emirates for this this commercial and that's how that came about
1: well impressive go ahead
2: thanks and how i got to the top so the the burj khalifa is 830 meters tall which is about 2,700 feet and the way you get to the very top of that spire is inside uh, the, the space that's just barely wide enough to fit a body, and it's a climb up a 700-foot ladder.
1: Nicole Smith Ludvik is my guest. And, <laughs> and I have to ask you, ever, ever in your life fear of heights?
2: Uh, so I did actually, I had a fear of heights that I overcame back in 2007 when I did my very first tandem skydive. Once I figured that jumping out of a perfectly good airplane would help me overcome that.
1: Skydiving. Now, skydiving. S- yeah. some, some people will consider that a sport and others do it for fun, but skydiving for you. Tell us exactly what skydiving does for you.
2: Skydiving is what makes my heart beat. Skydiving is is the the very the the thread that holds the fabric of my soul together. It's it's something that I really don't think I could ever do without. It is it is not only is it my hobby. It's something that I'm extremely passionate about. It's also how I make a living. So I mean, they pay me to jump out of a perfectly good airplane to 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 take people to teach people how to skydive. And and honestly, I don't know how I I don't know how I get paid to do it. This is just fun, but. That's
1: what I do. Nicole, that's, that's what skydiving is. Nicole Smith Ludvik is our guest, ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. You can catch us on Spotify podcasts, Apple podcasts. And I was excited to talk to you today because I wanted to take you down a couple of different roads. So you, when, when you talk about the average person, right, somebody who doesn't skydive daily, and it's on their bucket list, how long does that take? Are you are you teaching me for two hours, eight hours, three days? Walk us through that.
2: Okay, it really depends on which way you want to to try skydiving first. There are a couple of different avenues that we have in the sport. One, you can do a tandem skydive, and that's probably the the easiest uh, to enter for just about anyone. What you do is you show up to a drop zone. You get a briefing. You watch a video, actually a safety video, sign a waiver, and you spend about maybe 10 or 15 minutes with the instructor walking you through what we're going to do on the skydive. You go up in an airplane, you jump out, you land, and and, and that's the intro for most people. Um, There's another avenue for that as well. It's called accelerated free fall, which is a, a, a much more comprehensive type of training that takes anywhere between four to six hours of ground prep where we're gonna, we, we run you through how to basically do everything from um, the body positions, dealing with uh, the parachute, how to land safely. And then you go up and you do a, your first skydive with two instructors.
1: That's pretty impressive. Now, are you doing 9,000 feet, 14,000 feet? How high is that plane going up before you decide that you're going to skydive?
2: Well, we typically we typically fly to about 14,000 feet. That's average. Between twelve and 14,000 feet is average.
1: So time and air, I'm guessing, because I've never s- skydived, but I'm guessing, what, 30 to 60 seconds and you're on the ground? You get about 60 seconds
2: of free fall, and when the parachute opens, you typically have between five and seven minutes under parachute.
1: That's incredible. Nicole Smith. It's a lot left. of fun. Yeah, Nicole Smith. Ludvik is my guest. She was, of course, um, the one who stood on the Birch Khalifa. What, did you think you were going to get this many, this much attention off this commercial? That's a really great question. So
2: when we were initially doing the stunt, I think the the stunt team and I had an inkling of of what this was going to do. Because remember, whenever this Ad, this, this advertisement first came out, it was in August of last year. So this is when the conversation of COVID was really heavy and, and there were some topics of, of you know, uh, some of the countries opening up their borders. So the only topic that was there was COVID. So we knew that this was going to be something that was going to change the, the, the conversation. So we suspected that it was going to be really well received. If for nothing else, it changed the, it changed the conversation for a minute, you know. Um, but, Ultimately, it, it certainly exceeded our wildest imaginations of how far it would go because it was, you know, the, the original stunt, and then they parlayed that with the new stunt in January of this year, something bigger and better than that one, if you can imagine.
1: Wow. Mike Adams, 2.0, ESPN Radio, 101.7, the team, Nicole smith Ludwig is my guest. So to prepare for this, before I go to preparedness, I, you, you said you've sk- skydived all across the country. What are those three places that stay in your mind? Like, where have you been coming out of a plane when you're looking at the entire wherever you're diving from? What are those three places that stand out to you?
2: Oh, that's such a hard question because there's so many beautiful places. Uh, One is... Oregon. I jumped at Skydive Oregon for several years, and the view up there was amazing. On a clear day, you could see Mount Hood, Mount Rainier, Mount St. Helens. So that was beautiful. Wow. Um, and then of course Dubai. There, there's nothing in the world like skydiving in Dubai. Being jumping over the the largest man-made island that looks like a palm is called the Palm Jumeirah, and skydiving next to some of the world's tallest buildings is really a beautiful experience. But I think one of the most beautiful locations that I have ever jumped um, was in Norway over the fjords and then flying my parachute next to one of the tallest waterfalls in the world.
1: Incredible. I'm just, I'm going to imagine that, right? Because uh, I don't think I'll ever skydive, but I, I should say never because there's that possibility. But I can't imagine the picturesque moment for you in the three things you just told me.
2: It's really beautiful. But, Mike, if you ever want to do it, I would love to take you for a skydive. I'll tell you, when you're standing in the door of the airplane looking down, which, of course, they tell you not to look down, but it's just normal human curiosity to want to know what you're jumping into. Um, But when you're standing in the door of the airplane, there is such an immense amount of fear, but the second you leave the security yeah. of the airplane into the blue unknown, it is truly one of the most liberating, exciting, peaceful experiences you'll ever have. It will make you look at everything in your life differently. All of the fear that the, the, these irrational fears that you have, it makes you look at everything differently. So I would love to be the person that, that takes you for that experience.
1: You know, and I'm excited with that invitation. I'm going to hold it in my pocket because <laughs> I don't know when I'll use it. But Nicole Smith Ludwig is my guest, ESPN Radio. I, I wanted to talk about preparedness in your journey. What prepared you for this, right? Your journey's an incredible story for those um, who are just getting to know you, for those of you who do know you. But the preparedness you take each day, where did that come from?
2: Where did the, the preparation come from? Um, it's a, it's a really interesting question. Um, but maybe you could word it a bit differently for I'll t-
1: me. I'll tell you what, you're a motivation to many, many people. Think about what you do. Right. And think about if it's that invigorating, how do you prepare your day to help others? Cause in, in, in a way, look, if you can overcome your fears, right. It's invigorating. You're actually helping a person move past something. So what prepares your day, right? Is it, I, is it just your own self-motivation?
2: I gotcha. That's okay. So I really believe that passion is the key here. I am so passionate about what I do. I love showing up to the drop zone. I love meeting my students. I love walking them through this because everybody has their own story, Right. So they come to the, to the drop zone. Everybody has the same fear of, of what it is that they're going through or, or whatever thing that they want to face. And, and I am the face. I'm the body that's going to help them do that. So that right there, being a part of someone's journey for me is something that just, it just keeps that fire lit, keeps that passion alive for me.
1: See, I, I appreciate that. And when we help others, serve others. Um, that's what we're supposed to do at some point in time, I believe, correct? I
2: believe so. I believe that that is one of the, the foundations of life is being able to help and serve others, yes.
1: Now, Nicole, i got to tell you, you know, I've been doing this top 100 bands of all time list. Now, when you go to the gym, when when you're doing yoga, when you're working out, when you're getting ready for one of these, do you have any special band that you listen to, something that's in your iPod? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Tool's my favorite band. Tool's a great band. <laughs> Tool's a great band. What else is in the iPod? Give me like three or four different samples of music you're listening to. Oh, my God.
2: I have I have everything. I have every genre of music on my phone. So I have electronic music. I have rap music, R&B. I have country. I have everything, literally everything. I have stuff from the 60s, stuff from the 80s, stuff from today.
1: See, that's impressive. but and I, if you, I'll give you a sample. Look, my top 100. Rush, the band Rush is at 100. Okay. Okay, and I, I put Rush there because it's a great band, iconic band. And then at 89, I have Leonard Skinner. But in between, there's a whole bunch of others. I'm only on 69 through 60 right now. But okay. If, but when you get through all the podcasts, you'll see how I've asked all my guests what's in their iPod. And it's kind of cool <laughs> to, to hear it. But I'll will stay with Tool. I'm good with Tool.
2: Yeah, Tool's is my favorite. But I mean, but I have, my favorite rapper is Ti. I love Ti. That's something that keeps me hyped when I'm in the gym.
1: I like it. I think he's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah. is this is good. Now, what's next for Nicole Smith Ludwig? Do you have some big projects in the horizon?
2: I do have some really big projects on the horizon. Um I so I am gearing more towards motivational speaking these days. Of course I'm still skydiving, but as a matter of fact, I'm at the drop zone right now getting ready to go up on another airplane load. Um but motivational speaking is where I feel like that's my life's purpose. I, I we all have a story to tell and you know, I think everybody has something that can motivate someone else and, and that is I feel where my my passions are shifting. I I want to be able to to talk through some of the, the the grief that I've faced, overcoming adversity and facing fear. I believe there's a lot of value in that. So, again, my my focus these days is gearing towards motivational speaking.
1: No, I like it. I'm going to keep you in mind. I'll call you because we're doing a series of uh, a night with with different individuals. And I'll give you more information on that. But I just want to say thank you today. I know how busy you are. I'm so happy I met you. But most importantly, I'm glad you were part of the show today.
2: Thank you. Me too. I really appreciate it. Meeting you was just really uh, a serendipitous moment for me. I I love that we were able to meet in Albuquerque. And and thank you so much for inviting me on your show. That means a lot.
1: Absolutely. Nicole Smith Ludwig. Check her out. The YouTube video is millions and millions of hits. She was on top of the Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in the world. I appreciate you. Look forward to talking to you shortly.
2: Thank you so much. You can also find me on Instagram, at Nicole Smith Ludvig, on TikTok, at Nicole Smith Ludvig, and Facebook, at Nicole Smith Ludvig Official. I'd love to meet you there.
1: I like it. And don't forget to go to at Mike Adams 2.0 and catch this whole interview. I appreciate you, Nicole. Take care. Thanks, Mike. All right, that was Nicole Smith-Ludvick. You're listening to ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. Let's get back to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team, presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Welcome back, Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. I want to thank Nicole Smith-Ludvick. What a great interview. What a great inspiration. And go to YouTube, put Emirates... United Arab Emirates and tallest building. And you'll see this video where she actually went to the top of the Birch Khalifa for this commercial. I was happy. I ran into her and coincidentally we get her on the show and it, it it was great. And I can see her doing big things, not just in, in TV commercials, but just big things, a motivation to many. So Everybody's been asking for the top one hundred list and I kind of given samples. The other day, believe it or not, Sel and Micah behind the glass, I, I said, Sky comes up to me, said, Mike, when are you gonna do sixty nine through sixty? I said, I'm trying to get these guests on, factor fictions taken off. I said, What if I give you sixty nine through sixty five today? I think I can do that. But people are hooked on a couple of numbers, and I get it. I get it. We're getting there. I know people want the top five. We're not there yet. So let's start with 69, all right? At 69, this Southern rapper, right, took New Orleans to a whole nother level, right? He got in the game when he was young, was in a group called the Hot Boys, and then took off and became Little Wayne. Little Wayne... Scope of work, some people have said, is he the greatest rapper alive? Wait a minute, he said that. The greatest rapper alive at 69, Lil Wayne. And not just that. The Carter 3, Carter 4, Carter 5, the mixtapes. Who can, who can do mixtapes like Lil Wayne? And I know you Eminem fans want to say, uh, nobody wants to battle rap Eminem. I think Lil Wayne could battle rap. That's just me. So let's see where Eminem ends up on the list, or if Eminem does end up on the list. Let's get to 68. One of my favorite artists of all time, and I got to see her in concert, and I was so happy I did. This girl is the modern-day Beyoncé. So if you go back in time, what Beyonce was doing in the 90s, 2000s, and the 2010, 2020, Tina Turner was doing in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Dancer, performer, singer. Incredible scope of work when it comes to Tina Turner. And her longevity in the game was so impressive. So Tina Turner had hits. In multiple decades, Tina Turner comes in at 68. At 67, Lil Wayne found this guy. Right? And a lot of people would have him a lot higher on their list. And some people say, hey, he may be the greatest rapper of all time. Although you'll know who the greatest rapper of all time is as I get closer into my top 10, and the top 100 is according to Mike Adams 2.0. Now, I've told you, numbers can change. I might have this guy in my top 40 in a couple of years. But right now, he's at 67, and it's none other than Drake. Now, I talked to a couple of guys that were like, Mike, that's top 20. I said, of all time? Of every band, every genre ever? Then they said, yes. Do I think Drake can get there? Yes, absolutely. Do I think Drake has done more in a short period of time than any rapper's ever done? Yes. Do I think his collaborations and mixtapes are off the charts? Yes. It's kind of like this in boxing. Whoever fights Canelo, you know you're getting a paycheck. Whoever sings with this guy, whether it's Jack Harlow, DJ Khaled, he's done a little something with Bieber, it's gold. Or wait, platinum. Or wait, titanium. What's the biggest... it's a gold bar. Period. The end. So Drake comes in at sixty-seven. At sixty-six. At sixty-six. This band right here, I could put them at sixty-five, Micah, but I said I'm going to put them at sixty-six because sixty-five is right there. I saw him in concert. It was raining. There was about three to four hundred people. Right and this band if you haven't seen them incredible sublime comes in at 66 one of my favorite concerts of all time too and what's interesting to me sublime has nothing but hits everybody knows their their mega hit right but if you listen to the whole album my goodness sublime I put it up there with any rock band. Then at 65, and this for me, when I give you the other 64 bands, you might come back and say, Mike, come on. You put these guys at 65? You put Flea and Kiedis at 65? I'm getting looks from everybody in the building right now. Come on, Mike, that's top 15. You might be right. And I saw the Peppers with Snoop Dogg. That was a great concert. And when Anthony Kiedis said, give it away, give it away, give it away, now. You know the lyrics. The Red Hot Chili Peppers come in at 65. I know I'm going to hear it. Go to the Instagram, Mike Adams 2.0, if you don't agree with me. If you say, Mike, the Peppers at 65. Sublime at 66, Drake at 67. Where are you going with this? These are big timers, right? They are. All three of those right there could be in somebody's top 50, top 25 possibly, right? But 69, Little Wayne, 68, Tina Turner, 67, Drake, 66, Sublime. 65, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I got to tell you this. Back when I was in college, they played the sub ballroom. That was prior to them being the Red 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 Hot Chili Peppers. And I kind of want to just put them on the iPod right now. I should just flip on a song right now just because we can, but I'm not. Now I'm almost ready to give 64, but I'm going to hold back. I'm going to hold back, but I wanted to give you 69 through 65. It's an eclectic array of music, and for those of you, I appreciate you when you stop me and say, Mike, I love the fact that you had Maná and Los Tigres del Norte in your top 100. I think they're great. Somebody said, Mike, cool in the Gang." I remember him. War. Cisco Kid was a friend of mine. That's what music does. It's good vibes, man. And wait till I get into my top 50, right? Because I'm just giving you a sample right now. This is like a sample. And that's 35 bands I've rattled off over the course of four weeks. Now, before we end this segment, there's a lot of concerts coming and I'm excited for a few of them. There's already been a couple that I missed that I wanted to go to. For those of you who are going to the backstreet boys tonight, have a good time. Right? The backstreet boys are still touring and they're playing tonight. Did they make my top 100? They did not, but maybe in sync did. <laughs> I can tell you right now, neither of them made the top 100, but Timberlake did. Solo artist Justin Timberlake made my top 100. But that concludes today's music time with Mike Adams. Go to the Instagram at Mike Adams 2 Tell me what you're listening to. Tell me who I should put into this top 100. And next week, the guests keep coming. Also, don't forget on the horizon, boxing. UFC, the United, the Topes, Bare Knuckles. There's a lot of sports coming in to Albuquerque, New Mexico. I want to thank Sal Behind the Glass. He does a phenomenal job. Joe Neal, the President, for Preston John Michael and Alyssa Ryan. I appreciate you and love you. I also want to say this. Go to Spotify. Go to Apple Podcasts. Type in Mike Adams 2.0. You get all the content. And, of course, I enjoy you listening here on Saturday mornings. The show's Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. My name's Mike Adams. Good night. Thanks for joining us for Mike Adams 2.0, presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures
0: together. Join us again next Saturday, 9 to 10, on your New Mexico-owned and operated station, ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team.